there. We're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're obsessed with how food ties all our families together. And we're here to help you navigate both the wild and the wonderful parts of feeding and loving your people. I'm a mom at a seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mom of five, an ideal and inspiration. We're here to share our tried and true secrets to serving your people with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and come learn with us. Mama, all last week we told you, you get to have goals. If you were with us for last week's podcast, you know that you walked with us through our beloved goal planning guide, The Deliberate Start. And that was born from so many years of goal planning with experts and testing out all of their methods, all while making tweaks and changes because motherhood is really unique. It is a unique vocation. It's a unique job. It's a unique calling. And there are challenges unique to motherhood that you just don't see in the rest of the world, I feel like. So we were really looking to tweak it and make it very, very accommodating to moms and the specific challenges that we get faced with every single day. And today we thought we would talk about why goals fail. John Acuff, one of our favorite goal planners, he says the day after perfect is the most dangerous day for any goal. He's so right. And he really, I feel like, understands moms. Like, he has a very unique understanding of mothers. <laughs> it comes from being a parent, I think. I, yeah. There's some of that in there. Well, and having a wife. Yes, that and probably too. She seems very wise. His she, wife does. She is so... I, I'm waiting for Jenny's book. Uh, uh, Same here, yeah. Okay, so Brittany, I would like you to tell me the two different areas that goals can fail. I think in setting the goals and also executing the goals. I think when we set unrealistic goals, that's a huge area where just starting out right out of the gate, we've set ourselves up for failure. And that is one of the biggest areas, like you said, the day after perfect, where we've set an unrealistic goal, we fail to meet it, and we feel like we can't continue or go on because it's unrealistic and we can't meet it. So like per se, I'm gonna lose 100 pounds in January. That would be an unrealistic Seriously goal. unrealistic goal. Even sometimes saying, I'm going to wake up at four every day this month and work out. That's kind of an unrealistic goal. And I think that if we look at that and we think about our capacity, if we consider what season we're in, if we consider these things unique to motherhood, then we can narrow down this goal to something much more realistic and achievable and it doesn't have to be a goal that we fail at. Well, and I think if you, maybe if you start small and get some momentum going, do you think that might make you more, like, more likely to make your goal a real thing? Oh, absolutely I do. Yeah. Okay. Because, really, most of us are motivated by winning, right? Most of yeah. us are motivated by actually doing the things that we want to do or we're setting out to do or the goal that we set. So when we set a huge pie-in-the-sky goal and we don't even come close to it, that can be very defeating. It can feel like failure even if it isn't technically failure yet. So by starting small, you give yourself something so much better. I would definitely agree. So maybe instead of saying, I'm going to lose 100 pounds in January or I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. every single day, what if you said, I'm going to lose a pound a week? Or, I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier tomorrow than I did today. I love that. Yes. Stair-stepping goals I'm a huge fan of. Okay, so then a second reason that goals fail, we found, is that 
we set goals that we actually don't even want. We're we're <laughs> setting goals because our mom mentioned that we were, you know, putting on the pounds and we need to do something about it or Maybe a friend came over and they were like, why do you always have laundry on your couch? And you're okay with having laundry on your couch, mm-hmm. but now you feel judged because your friend said yeah. you. So yeah. then you set a goal to not have laundry on the couch. That's not your goal. Exactly. I definitely think we tend to set goals that other people want us to set. And I will say, I think there's a little bit of a caveat here. When you're working with your husband, sometimes there are goals you need to collaborate on and you need to work with each other on. And it might not be the goal that you had planned to set. But when you're working with your husband, that's different. Outside of that inner circle of you and your husband, I think that goals should be something that you truly want to set for yourself and you've got some stake in the game because when we don't have a bigger why when we don't have stake in the game on this goal that we're going after then clearly you're going to lose interest and it's not going to hold the same importance along those same lines we can find ourselves maybe not setting goals that other people want us to set but setting goals that we really have no intention on carrying through with Oh my gosh, yes. I think (laughs) that is so true. Things you know that maybe you want to change or you believe you should change or you've been hoping to change over the years. But then if you're being honest with yourself, and we should be, yeah. if you're being honest with yourself, you don't actually have any intention of falling through with it. You're just putting it on there because you feel like you should or you know that this should be something you should pay attention to or want to pay attention to in the future. You know, being honest when you're setting your goals is a huge step in actually being able to achieve them. I would agree. And John Acuff actually has some good wisdom for this one too. Of course he, he does. Well, yeah. He talks about having a later list. So that would be like a place where you could put down goals that maybe you'll work on later. Maybe this isn't the year to learn Russian. Maybe that's (laughs) next year, you know? You would have something like that on your list. Well, I'm just, well, yeah, we'll get into that later. But, uh, But that's a great, great thing to put on a later list. So you don't forget because you will forget if you don't write it down. Yeah. But put it down and say, you know what? That's not a 2023 goal, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think that also flows into one of the other reasons, which is that we set goals that don't align with our season or our capacity. And this is a really big one because it's just like we've been mentioning through here, having that bigger why matters a lot, but also knowing yourself, knowing the season you're in as far as if you have toddlers, if you have toddlers and teens, because holy cow, what is this season? Yeah. You know, Knowing your season, knowing how busy you are, knowing the priorities you're balancing, understanding and being honest with yourself about your capacity, about the fact that maybe you can't keep an immaculate house in this season right now with toddlers and with kids in school and with doing other things. Maybe this is not the season to be able to keep your house as clean as your friend who you could eat off of the floor and it might even be cleaner than your kitchen table. (laughs) Yeah. But also keep in mind that that could be that friend's thing, right? Yes. Like over the years, actually I have a lot of friends who are way more clean, you know, esque than I am probably because the whole world is, but, (laughs) uh, but that's something that people care about. Like I, I would rather sit in the middle of a couch with toys strewn all over the floor and read. 
to my kids and it doesn't bother me that they're could be toys all over the floor. But that's not true for other people that I know. Yeah, I agree. So I think keeping... I mean, picking your battles, you know, it's kind of similar here in a similar vein as far as picking your goals. We have a certain capacity. Yep. That's, we wake up, it's finite, and... It's like the spoons. If you've listened to any of other podcasts, I talk about having spoons. It's, it's a theory that someone came up with where you kind of wake up in the morning and you have a certain number of spoons. And once you give out all of those spoons, that's it. You're done. It's over with. It sounds really weird and strange, but it's based on somebody who was explaining it at a restaurant, so she collected all the spoons at the table in order to explain it. But once you use up the capacity you have on various things, there isn't anything left at the end of the day. And so you have to be wise and discerning and intentional about how you use your capacity. So when you're setting goals, they should line up with your capacity and the season you're in. You might be super energetic right now. You might have all of your kids in school. That's going to be a completely different goal setting than somebody like me who is running a business, homeschooling, and has children who don't (laughs) sleep ever. Gosh, yes. Toddlers and teens. Yeah. And a husband who's working and we've gone through surgeries and like this past year has been the year of zero capacity. Yeah. So my goals this year, I did not set in the most realistic manner, which is why I might be so passionate now about understanding and setting more reasonable goals. I was honestly waiting for Brittany to set my goals for me. So (laughs) I didn't really get around to setting any, which really explains why. No, wait a second, because January you killed it. Well, Yeah, but that was because I set some goals in December, and then I was like, forget about this. (laughs) It's lost. I know. February rolled around, and I was like, what is this year? And then it was just a downhill battle from there for 2022. Yes, which actually brings us to our next point, which is setting ambiguous goals or goals that aren't specific enough. Yes. Like, I'm going to read more with my kids. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. More (laughs) than what? How much more? Like, when are you going to read? That's the thing, y'all. Like, if you're going to set a goal, put a time on it. Put something measurable on it, right? So if you say that I'm going to read more with my kids, why not? I'm going to read five minutes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with my kids. That's something that you can measure. That's something that you can look at and say, hey, I read on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with my kids. And I even threw in a Thursday. I'm killing it. Absolutely. So that that would be an ambiguous goal. Also, I think one more thing, and I think this is really important. We talked about setting unrealistic goals, and so I'm actually going to jump back to that. Unrealistic goals also means goals that you don't have the ability to carry out yourself. We really need to look at our capacity, our season, but also our ability to follow through with that. Like, or your ability to control something. You can't control how your kids be. Okay, okay, this, I, oh, hmm, so you can't, I'm sorry, I have four boys. Am I yelling? No, I'm, you're good. I am getting very passionate, people. I like it. Okay. Bring it. Because you don't get to control how your kids behave. You can work with your children. You can practice things with your children. But let me tell you, when you are sitting in that church pew and it is quiet prayer time, there is nothing you can do to keep them from just 
screaming to the high heavens mm -hmm. if that's what they want to do. Literally nothing. You can walk them out after they scream. Yeah. You can do something after that point. But, and, and truly, like, kids are kids. And I think when we set goals that are dependent on other people doing what we want done, oh, boy, are we setting ourselves up for failure. And we're setting ourselves also up for dangerous resentment. Oh, resentment. And anger and frustration. And those are not healthy in motherhood. Like no. those come up all on their own. We don't need to fabricate reasons for them to show up. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that one. So that's pretty much in setting the goals, right? Yep. Now, what happens when we start executing the goals? There are some very clear areas that you can fail when we are executing the goals. All the areas that you didn't fail when you were setting the goals, you're definitely <laughs> going to fail in those areas when you execute the goals. But that's okay because we're taking a growth learning mindset. <clears throat> so these are the different ways that you can fail when you're executing the goals. First and foremost, when life gets in the way. Ah. And I'm talking kids get in the way, medical gets in the way, emergencies gets in the way, big life changes like having a new baby, a job change, a move, I don't know, a surprise birthday party, kids getting in or out of school. Like it could be the minutest little change. A hurricane. <laughs> in life. A global pandemic. And somehow life gets in the way and you're like, what happened to that forward momentum I had? So I would definitely say in executing the goals, March. Sometimes life just gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. or March. March yes. happened. <laughs> really, maybe it was February happened because I feel like by February, I was already floundering. <laughs> La yeah, 2022 for sure. 2021, uh, it was definitely March. I can pinpoint it and it was March. Yes. And I think that going back to that quote from John Acuff, the day after perfect is the most dangerous day for any goal. That's especially true here when life gets in the way because I think it's so easy to quit once life gets in the way or we lose our routine or, you know, kids go down sick and you're sleepless nights and you've lost your energy and you're not waking up and doing the things that you had promised yourself you were doing and you break promises to yourself and you're exhausted and you're tired and you're overwhelmed and you're just like feeling like you're not enough. And what do we do when that happens? We strip everything away down to the basics. And then instead of working our way back up, and coming back to those goals and saying, hey, the day after perfect, it's okay. And I'm just going to come back to that here, now, whenever, you know. Instead, we end up just being like, well, I can't achieve that because, you know, this is how life is. But, but motherhood is seasonal. Yes. It is very, very seasonal. It's even seasonal within seasons, yes. which sounds crazy. But when you have toddlers, there are seasons where maybe two kids are napping at the same time. And then all of a sudden, there are seasons where kids aren't napping at the same time. At or all. <clears throat> you've got kids in school, and you've got a good routine at home. And then all of a sudden, it's summer, and everybody is fighting and arguing, and you're trying to go here and there to keep them busy. And people are in summer sports and doing this and doing that. And it's hectic and it's crazy. So there are seasons within seasons of motherhood. And continuing to persevere and still maintain some goals or still maintain some of these things you're working towards, gosh, there's so much power in that. I am telling you, there is so much power and a lot of beauty in that. Yes. And when you're in those changing seasons, when you have all those kids at home, when you have everything going on, 
Maybe your goals look a little different. Maybe this is the season where you're learning as much as you can. Maybe you're listening to podcasts while you're nursing a baby in the middle of the night. Maybe you're listening to audiobooks or watching inspirational shows on TV while you feed a baby. Like, maybe this is a time of learning and not necessarily a time of doing or of action. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to start a health journey, right, if you want to lose weight but you're eight months pregnant, like, those two don't fit, but you can learn about how good foods feed your body. You can learn about what the best postpartum workouts are. And also, as mothers, we try to do so many things all at once. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to know that we can do one thing, not 15. Yes. We're always task swapping, mentally, physically, spiritually, So it is important to allow our minds and our bodies to focus on one thing. And that's not to say you can't have multiple goals going at once. Sometimes they overlap, but it's worth putting your focus on some. And also understanding that as mothers, we just need to recognize and accept that life pivots and we get to pivot with it. We get to pivot with it. Not we have to. We get to, and we get to make different decisions, and we get to mold our goals to fit our season and our capacity. Like, we get to do that. Preach it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to say it. I know this is a hard one to accept and to believe and to not just be like, oh, it's, it's because of all of these outside reasons, but truthfully, as moms, we can fall prey to mismanaging our time. Ah, yes. We can fall prey to mind melting with reels, or I'm raising my hand right now, (laughs) or getting busy doing something else, or filling our schedule to the point where we don't have any time. Yeah, like scheduling one appointment after another after another, believing fully that you can transport (laughs) yourself through time and space, which I I haven't, like, I've been meditating, you guys, but I haven't learned how to do that yet. (laughs) By location. I can't do by location (laughs) yet, but if you were to look at my calendar some days, you might think I'd be. It's okay. When we're canonized as saints together, I'm pretty sure by location is definitely going to be yours. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I think that would be a good thing. But John Acuff has a podcast that he did with Laura Vanderkam. And Laura Vanderkam has several, several books on time management. And she is actually a mother of five, running a thriving business. And if you want a little tough love or you think you need a little tough love about your time management, that is a fantastic resource. Anything that comes from her is going to be good. And her thing is, her shtick is, we have a little more time than we think we do. It's true. It really is true. And it's just really a lot of it is how we use that time. Mm-hmm. It really is. It it makes a big difference when we are acting as a master of our time and not a victim of our time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Truth. Preach. Okay. Preach it. Yes. <laughs> okay. The next one. I love this. This is all you. Okay, so this next reason that goals don't succeed in the execution is the failure in our mindset. Okay, I'm going to tell you, when it comes to just about anything, 99% of success, it all starts in your head. I had a pitching coach when I was in high school who made me throw 10 pitches in my mind, 10 strikes before she would even let me set foot on the field. 
we don't do this enough, you guys. Moms, when we get up in the morning, we should be visualizing our day. How am I going to greet those beautiful people who I wanted in my life? Or maybe you didn't want them in your life. Maybe they were a wonderful <laughs> surprise, and that's okay too. But even if they were a wonderful surprise, think about how much joy they bring you when they're being good and not being naughty. And mm-hmm. visualize that in the in the beginning of the day. It will change everything and battles are won and battles are lost in your mind before they even happen. Yes, truly as somebody who is recovering their mindset and making more time for prayer and making more time for powerful mindset, you know, in combination with faith, it makes I would say almost all the difference. Holy. I agree, it is 99% effective to get a better mindset. Yes, and okay, also Brittany and I are Catholic. If you have the ear of the God of the universe, like, hey, help a girl out. I'm just saying. Yes. You know, and it's it's not like, a, like just, just ask for help. Oh, and by the way, there are people also who you could ask for their intercession. They're called the saints. Bam. A lot of them probably had a lot of the same problems you are having right now. Mm-hmm. There are grumpy saints. There are sad saints. There are all kinds of saints. There are saints with lots of kids who probably all fought and argued and were not kind to each other. All the time. There are mm-hmm. saints who were poor. There are saints who were rich. i got to figure out which ones those were. St. <laughs> Elizabeth of Hungary. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. There, This is an untapped resource. If you're a mom, and even if you're not Catholic, you can still ask saints to pray for you. I'm here to tell you. It's just like you asking me to pray for you. It's just asking for intercession. It is. It's just like asking a friend, hey, I've got a problem with this. Will you just pray for me? And I can just speak to this in my own personal story really quick. So since September, my husband had his first surgery and things just started falling apart around the house because I was having trouble keeping up with everything. And so, like I said, we just went down to the core basics and that was just survival. And everybody has been bickering and mean and snippy and ugly and routines have been off and sleep has been off and it's just been like constant 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 attacks at each other and I just recently picked up a prayer this week a prayer that I had been praying pretty consistently before and it's against the spirit of dissension in your house and fighting and arguing and everything and I kid you not the past three days have been totally different totally different and I wish you could just be a fly on the wall to know the power of prayer because that was not me that was not some magic I did my kids didn't all get together and make a pact to not argue anymore I guarantee it because if anything they made a pact against it and we just have had so much more love and connection and bonding since I started praying it four days ago and the last three days have been eerily different I I really think it's a thing. I mm-hmm. think it's a thing. You, I mean, if you don't believe in prayer, I would go toe to toe with you on. Oh gosh, any I, number. We have of, so many answered prayers. Oh my gosh, it's beyond crazy. I always tell my kids like, prayer is so efficacious. It yes. is so efficacious. Like, trust in that. Hey, it's worth a try. I mean, I'm just saying, if you are sitting in despair right now, if you're a mama, it costs no money. It's Try it out. Try it out. Absolutely. Just saying. Okay, next thing. Next reason goals fail in the execution. 
we give up. Just give up. I'm done. That's it. No more. (laughs) Come on. We are definitely tempted at times to just give up. And like I said, when life gets crazy, when routines fall apart, when kids start fighting and arguing every day, when you feel like you're not enough, when you are holding the weight of guilt or the whole entire household, it's easy to want to give up. And frankly, sometimes life makes you give up anyway. You know, we talked about that. When my husband went through surgery, I didn't have the capacity to keep going with some of the things I was after. And I just gave up permanently, though. Instead of saying, okay, right now for the next two weeks, here's what my goal is going to look like. I'm going to listen to a podcast for five minutes a day on this topic. Or, you know, if you're learning Italian, instead of... Going back to Duolingo every single day, I'm going to just strive to get to Duolingo once this week. You know, our goals can mold and transform and pivot just like life does. And that is a key thing that we just don't give up, that we pull in some perseverance here. And when you're trying to do your bar workout on Beachbody On Demand (laughs) and your internet goes out and you just want to turn it off and go have your morning cup of coffee, I'm telling you, Stay with it. Reset the internet. Turn it back on. And I don't care if you lost your warm-up. Just keep going. Yes, absolutely. Or, you know what? If all else fails, come back to it tomorrow again. Don't let not getting to it today make it a failure for the entire rest of the week. Yeah, because that that is that dangerous all-or-nothing thinking that I don't know if it's our culture, if it's motherhood, if it's... 2023, I'm not sure what causes all or nothing thinking, but it serves no one. Yeah. No one, no one, no one. Nope. Okay, so what's our next reason that goals fail in the execution? This is one of my favorites, and it's that we aren't kind to tomorrow's us. And what that means is we aren't thinking about what tomorrow us needs in order to be successful in our day, in our motherhood, and in our goals. And this can make all the difference if we just help a girl out. Yes, you, future you. Yes. Like, if you won't help future you, who will you help? Absolutely. Like, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Yes. So, Brittany, like, what what are some really actionable, practical, real ways you can help future you? Okay, if one of your goals is to get your kids to school on time for this month, then maybe laying out their clothes the night before is something you can do. That is an actionable step that will help you the next morning. Maybe it's transforming breakfast from being a complicated thing to the fact that you know you're going to be running short on time. So instead, you simplify breakfast in the morning down to pre-made waffles or pre-bought waffles. Forget pre-made. I mean, let's just be serious here. Pre-bought waffles or toaster strudels or something simple and easy. If you've got a different goal, maybe you want to reno your laundry room and fix it up and make it more organized. You know, be kind to tomorrow's you. When you see that, hey, you know what? I've got a small pocket of time tomorrow to work on the laundry room. You know what? Throw in a load of laundry so that tomorrow when you go to take a look at the laundry room and look at organization, the only thing you see is your laundry room, not the three or four piles of clothes that are still piled up. Take a little bit of time tonight before you go to bed and wash those loads so that they're done and they're ready to go the next day. And that's not the first thing you have to tackle when you go to work on that. You can work on the actual organization. I think that's fantastic. Maybe you have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. Maybe that means putting your phone across the room at night before you go to sleep. Yes. Maybe you 
uh, have a difficult time finding your clothes for your workout in the morning because they're in the closet. Maybe you need to set them in the living room so that you can get up, roll out of bed, and put them on. There are so many different things that you can... Maybe you need to put your grounds in the coffee maker, even though they taste kind of gross if they've been sitting all night. (laughs) But... Maybe that is something if you woke up to a pot of coffee already made in the morning. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. If you wanted to work out in the morning or you wanted to go just for a walk in the morning or you're having trouble sneaking out of your bedroom because you've got a baby who's sleeping in the bed with you, then you can make your life just a slight bit easier by thinking, okay, what's the first thing that I need that I don't have to think about or that I don't want to have to do. Maybe it's like Tiffany said, maybe it's your outfit. Maybe you need to put your outfit out in the living room so that you can just slide out of the bed and not touch a dresser that's going to make a clinky sound or not walk by that spot in the bedroom where the floor creaks and your baby wakes up. And you just go right outside, put your new outfit on, and you move on with your day. There are little things we can do if we just stop and say, okay, What does tomorrow me need most? Like, what are the areas I'm really struggling in? Or what is the goal that I really want to achieve? And what's one thing that will get me one step closer to saying yes to that goal? Well, and I would even go as far as to say, because Brittany, you talk about this one all the time. If you're a mom and you're not even to the point where you're like thinking about goals, maybe you're a mom and you're like, ha, goals, that would be fun. Maybe 10 years ago when I didn't have seven kids. Okay. Here's an exercise for you. Start thinking about how maybe your goal is being kind to tomorrow's you. Maybe that's the goal. Yes, absolutely. Our goals do not have to always be these big actionable steps. And frankly, I think they're a lot better if they're not. Yeah. Like, what, what, if, what if you just made life a little bit easier for yourself? Yeah. Like, Really? Like just making sure that the dishes are out of the sink for you tomorrow. That's a goal. That is a goal. And that is a noble, good goal. Like that is a goal worth celebrating, Mama. We do not have to have, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year as a goal. Nope. Just keeping the sink clean is a goal. And it is a noble, good, amazing goal that we would celebrate and high-five you for. Absolutely. Hey, and if that is your goal and you snap a photo of your clean sink at night, please send it to us. Heck yes. Send us a DM, and we will high-five you virtually, by the way. absolutely. Because that's amazing. If your goal was to take a nap every day, we would high-five you for that, too. Yeah, you don't have to send us a picture. You could just (laughs) tell us. But, I mean, if you wanted to, you could, but that might be weird. So, just saying. that. But that's a goal. Yes, it is. And on that note... I think it's easy to look at motherhood and to feel like, well, I don't have any goals or I'm, I'm too tired or I don't have the capacity or this is going to build resentment in me if I set goals and then I can't meet them and I'm going to resent my kids over it. They don't have to be those goals. Like our goals don't have to lead to those results. And we don't have to wait until our kids are grown and gone yep. to have goals that are worthy, right? That is, oh, that is so good. That's so good. Your goal can be spending time with your kids. Your goal can be, like Brittany said, taking a nap. Really, 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 really. It doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to have a goal of starting a business. You don't have to have a goal of losing 100 pounds. It it really can be as simple as I am going to be kind to tomorrow's me by doing blank. Mm-hmm. That's a really good goal. Okay, and our 
final reason, which I think both of us actually feel really strongly about, that goals fail in the execution is what, Brittany? Money. Money. Money, money, money. Money, money. Yep, money. (laughs) I think sometimes we set out to have these big things that we want to do. And even the small things. I want to organize my laundry room. I want to organize the homeschool supplies. I want to fix this area in the garage. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to take this class to exercise. So we set out to do that, and we set aside the money in the budget, and then something happens. Life Life happens. Life happens. And now we don't have the money to do that. So we give up on that goal. But you don't have to. There's another option. There really is. It's like Tiffany said earlier. You know, you choose that this is a time period of learning. Maybe instead of going and taking those classes, you try your hand at videos at home. Yep. Or you just simplify completely down and you say, okay, this goal it's, it's on my later list now. Or this goal is now that I'm going to take a walk once a week instead. And then I'm going to just shoot for that until I have the money. Or maybe, hey, money's the problem. And instead, I'm going to look for a way to make up for the money that we need in some other way. I'm going to take on an extra kid. I'm going to sell cookies. I'm going to do a lemonade stand. I don't know. There are lots of opportunities to earn money around here. And sometimes when you need just enough for a goal, it can be something small that you do for a time and is not a full-time commitment. Well, and I think also maybe you can change the goal. You can adjust the size of the goal. Absolutely. You know, like Brittany, um, you were just telling me about your laundry room and different updates you wanted to do in your laundry room. Like I have been looking around my house, looking at different things that we want to do. Like Kevin, I have a whole list of things that we would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we're not like drowning in cash to, to pay for all of those things right now. <laughs> no, say it isn't so. I know. After 2022, that's so, shocking. That is so shocking. I know. <laughs> but I told him, I was like, What can we do for free? What's on our list Mm -hmm. that literally just involves labor from us? Yeah. And there were actually a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so I've just started like like checking boxes left and right since January 1st, y'all. I have been paying attention. But but like everything that I've done has involved getting rid of stuff, donating things. You know, maybe, maybe we're not like abundantly blessed with cash right now but I've got stuff that someone needs yeah so I can go bless them with my stuff mm-hmm. that I don't want to trip over anymore <laughs> exactly there are different options there are so many options you can pivot you can overcome you can carry things over these are all incredible options for achieving our goals despite the fact that life gets in the way, either in the execution or in even setting the goal. There's so many things we can do to be goal-achieving mamas. And gosh, mamas, we could rule the world. We are such a force. If there's anything I've learned in all my years working with mamas in hosting a mother's group of over 80 people and then hosting one at my church and then hosting one for the homeschool group. It is that mothers are incredible. They're truly incredible. And the way that we support and lift each other up is incredible. And truly, truly, we are capable of incredible goodness in the world. And we have so much power to influence beauty in the world by our actions. And 
us achieving goals or going after things or organizing our pantry and suddenly making things easier when we make lunches for our kids the next day or for our kids to make lunches on their own now so we don't have to make their lunches for them. Like These are life-changing things. They feel so small, but they're life-changing. When we built a deck in our backyard, that's kind of a huge thing, but it really was life-changing. My husband didn't believe me, and after we built it, he said, okay, I have to admit, that was life-changing. We had all mud and dirt where we built the deck. And then all of a sudden, it was so much nicer. We were setting up pools outside. We were doing art projects outside. Like It opened up new doors. And super simple things can do that too. Just laying my kids' toothbrushes out in the morning with toothpaste on it has changed our morning routines. Number one, I can see who brushed their teeth. And number two, it just simplified the process of some kids eating toothpaste and me having to be in there and monitoring things or having to get toothpaste seven times a month because we can't figure out who's eating it. They just squirt um, it all over the sink. They oh like paint gosh. the sink with I'm it. I'm not even sure what they were doing with it. The only thing I can assume is that someone was devouring it or just squeezing it down the toilet yeah. or I have no idea. But I digress. Yeah. You know, these little things, they change so much in the grandeur of the whole day, actually. And they add up. They do. They really, really add up. They, okay, so here is a way to really kind of, when when you notice that your goals are failing, right? You know, you've set all these big goals. We talked about it last week, but there is a way to assess and review your goals regularly. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things and one of the most important things to do when your goals start going south is just to take a goals assessment. Yep. And if you've been following us along, you know that the deliberate start that we created, it's a goal planning guide specifically made for moms. In there, there is a 30-day assessment at the end, and it's made to use, you know what, maybe you need to use it after a week of setting your yeah, goals. That's what maybe I was you say. need to use it after 30 days. For me personally, I use it anytime I feel like, okay, I need to take a look at this goal and see where I'm going with it and how I can make it shift and change because this, this, and this have changed now. And I just feel like what I had set before isn't still where I want to go or what I'm going after isn't still working. And it's amazing what some good questions will do for you when you want to be able to achieve or you want to be able to change things in your life. If you stop and you start to change your mindset and you start to change the way your actions are, you know, just stopping and asking yourself good questions, yes. stopping and asking our kids good questions, this is a very, very powerful tool. Building awareness. All week, I've been doing Transformation Week and Girls' Day with Brendan Burchard, and he today talked about awareness. Y'all, humans, all of us humans can definitely work on being more self-aware. And if we had moms who were self-aware, who were knowing what they need, when, can, like... And raising kids who are self-aware. Raising kids to notice and see and be aware and be considerate of all of these things, gosh, that there is some major power in that. Plus, think of what a gift it is to your kids. Our kids learn most by seeing how we act and behave yep. and by our example. And if we can be an example of good in their lives, gosh, mamas, that is so powerful. It is. It's such, oh, it's such a powerful thing. Okay, so the next thing is that overcoming really, 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 really is all about mindset. Like maybe not even 99%, maybe 100% mindset. Oh, 100%. It is so hard to accomplish anything, including getting out of bed if you are starting off in a place of hopelessness or in a place of defeat. Oh, gosh, yes. Like it, you just can't. Like you, you can't. 
Mm-mm. And I, I really do think that in all the times that we've talked to moms, I think a lot of us live there without even realizing it. Yep. We live in a perpetual state of defeat or hopelessness or disappointment or discouragement or even resentment and anger. And we really can't create from a place of desolation. We no. can't. No, you can't. And especially when your your goal this year is to make dinner five nights a week. And every time you cook dinner, you have this little troll who happens to be your child walking <laughs> through and they're like, oh, that looks gross. Like, hello, defeat. Yes. Like, absolutely. Really? So you, you really, I don't want to tell moms that we have to have thick skin, but you know what? We're not cooking for our kids. We're cooking for our kids, but we're not cooking to please our children. We're not cooking to please our children. We're yep. not, you know, if you want to lose weight and everyone keeps offering you ice cream, like sometimes you just, you, you got to toughen up. You got to work on your mindset. And, and, and you have to shift your mindset from yes. I can't have that to I'm not going to have that. Oh, it's yep. It seems like such a tiny, simple thing. Yep. But just speaking for myself with allergies, when I went from telling people, oh, I can't have that ice cream oh, I can't have that pizza, oh, I can't have, to, oh, no, thank you, I don't eat that. I don't eat that. I don't eat ice cream. And it gives you back power. Yes. And it takes away this this helplessness, yes. and it gives you back power. And then when we're not trying to please our kids, it takes away the guilt, and it takes away the sorrow or resentment, and it replaces it with, I, I hate to say more power, but I can't really think of what else to call it, because... Because we're empowered because we're making good decisions for our children. Yep. We're making decisions to feed them good food. And we're not making the decision to please them anymore. And boy, is that just huge. a weight off. It is. It's huge. Okay, so then also the way that you can help yourself to not fall into those those hopeless places or those defeatist places is as much as possible, as much, as much, as much as possible. And it's very possible today. Most of us own a, a smartphone. You need to feed your mind with good things. Yes, like podcasts by Brittany and Tiffany. That's right. We have so many. <laughs> if you need some suggestions, we'll send them to you. Yes. But uh, joking aside, though, there there is good stuff on YouTube. There's good stuff on liter like there's good stuff all over you just have to decide you're going to go after the good stuff and that's what you're going to put in your mind yes and if you are somebody who gets on facebook all the time start unfollowing people who are not putting out beauty in the world it's yes. okay if you don't see what they're complaining about right now or this week or what political views they have right now Start following people who are putting beauty into the world. Same on Instagram. There's so many beautiful things that people are putting out. There's so many feeds where maybe you're following this feed because it has a lot of funny things about motherhood, and that's hilarious, but it's also feeding some resentment because deep down when we see people complaining all the time, we tend to start to feel those complaints in our day-to-day -day lives. Yes. But when you start to follow other people, and I'm not saying you have to get rid of everything because mom humor is like... On That's point. some bread and butter, okay? But also fill your lives and your Instagram feeds or your days or your ears with podcasts and other things that lift you up, yep. that empower you, that encourage you. Because there's so much power in starting out a day after listening to a Daily Fire from Brendan Bouchard or seeing a quick reel from John Acuff and laughing a little but feeling fired up and inspired to go do something or listening to Father Mike's podcast yep. and then feeling like God is there, like cheering you on you know there's real power in that 
Well, and even the small act of paying attention to how you feel after you're taking in media. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, I stopped watching romantic comedies. And I know that sounds crazy, but it was a time in my life where I was not living a romantic comedy. Yeah. And all it did was make me sad, you guys. Mm-hmm. So our lives are not going to be like that. Okay, I'm here to tell you. Like, it's it's just not how it is sometimes. Yeah. And so... If you notice that you're feeling a certain way when you listen to certain things, when you take on even some albums, okay? I love grunge 90s rock as much as the (laughs) next girl, but if that makes you sad, don't listen to it anymore. Yeah, and honestly, it can be a good thing. Yeah. Chicklicks are not a bad thing. No. The Bucket List family, they're a family who travel all around the world. They're incredible. They're so darling and adorable. Like, I just want to put them in my pocket and take them home with me, but... I noticed when I was following them, I was constantly having this wanderlust that wasn't achievable because our life situations were so vastly different that what they had was not even remotely achievable by me, and I kept wanting what they had. So I had to unfollow them because I had to check my own feelings, and I had to check, just like Tiffany said with the romantic comedies, I had to say, okay, like if this is leading me to be sorrowful and unhappy in my own life, then I need to stop coming back to this again and again. It's beautiful. What they post is amazing. But for me personally, it was causing me some desolation. It might be doing that if you're following people who do home renos all the time. And you look around your house and you're like, okay, I live in a dump. And there's clothes. And there's dirty underwear. And there's a dirty sock that doesn't have a match. And there's some random thing that I don't even know. Is that candy? Is that a candy wrapper? Is that, I don't know. Is that someone's poop on the floor? That's probably poop on the floor. Don't smell it. (laughs) You know, I'm saying like maybe... Take another look and see where you're feeding your mind and your heart and then be honest about what is truly feeding you well. All right, Brittany, let's do a recap of reasons that goals fail. Goals fail because we set unrealistic goals. We can set goals that we actually have no interest or intentions to carry through with. Or that we set goals other people want us to set and that aren't actually on our heart to change. We can set goals that don't align with our season or our capacity. This is such a big one. It's such a big one. It's huge. (laughs) And then I think we can also set goals that are just ambiguous goals. They're too broad. They're too far-reaching. They aren't niche down enough. We aren't specifying the real thing, the real root or change that we want to reach. Okay, how are some ways that we fail in executing the goals? When life gets in the way, either medical, emergencies, big life changes, new babies, a move. There's so many areas where life gets in the way, and that just puts a full stop on executing the goals if we let it. We can mismanage our time. We can create broken mindsets and allow them to play on repeat in our head. We just give up. Or we aren't kind to tomorrow's us. Or we just plain don't have the money to make the goals happen. We are so glad you have been coming along with us for all of this goal planning. And we want to just remind you that you get to have goals. If you don't have the Deliberate Start Goal Planning Guide yet, we want to give you a small taste of what's in there by sharing the personal reflection and personal beginning pages for free. You can get it on Instagram at The Deliberate Day by sending us a DM with the words, sneak peek. 
or you can do it by emailing us at brittany at the deliberate day dot org.